Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Hump day. Got a pretty cool week ahead of us. Uh, we've got a special guest on Friday. Oh, yeah. Manzoor Saeed yeah. is coming on. He's going to be talking about... He's coming back. He's coming back. Very, Manzoor's very popular. Um, huge. You guys loved him. Yes. Everybody loved him. He's big on Instagram. Tons of likes. <laughs> he's got the likes. Who's, who's counting? <laughs> not me. Wayne's not jealous. Not me. I'm not counting likes. <laughs> no, sir. But Manzur, yes, very popular dude. <laughs> he's going to be talking all about uh, his upbringing in real estate. It's a family business for him. Oh, his, nice. Yeah. His dad, um, I think, started with a con, you know, like a convenience store kind of storefront. And then just, you know, bought the building, then bought another building, got into hotels. Yeah, pretty cool story. So he's been in that his whole life. And what did I just ruin? Yeah. yeah no, come okay, on. Manzur, sorry. We don't yeah. need you on He's Friday. He's got lots to talk about. <laughs> lots to talk about. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to be talking about how to access equity in your home to buy real estate. You guys. Yeah, I you know. Should, uh, you should tell people about this. I know. We're doing this tomorrow. For sure that a few investors are going to be sharing this one with family members. Yeah. And if you can think of anybody just right off the top of your head right now that you would like to have listened to this, tell them to get on the show tomorrow morning. Yeah, live. Yeah. Yeah. I know everyone's got a mom who's got 300K in equity. And mom, all you got to do is just get a HELOC, pull the <laughs> equity out, and we could buy at least four properties. You don't have a, a retirement plan. Well, we're going to talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. We've all I been almost there. Uh, choked on my coffee with your little impression there. <laughs> <laughs> Literally everyone trying to explain to mom and dad or, or Aunt Susan uh, about how to access equity in their in their home to to help them with their retirement. I know, I know. It's tough, and and uh, they just uh, they don't uh, they don't trust it. I don't know. I'm well, just, and no, but it's also just education. So many people just 100%. don't understand how that works. It's it just comes down to education. Like I'd say, I don't know, seven times out of ten. <laughs> I don't know what the percentage would be. How'd you there, come up with seven? Because there's also there's also gonna be the resistance of just like still not believing in in accessing it, like that old school belief system. Yeah. But like a huge percentage of the time it's just gonna be that people don't understand that that's how it works. They always think like Oh, getting a second mortgage on my house, like that means I'm gonna owe even more than my house is worth. Like it's yeah. just like people don't get it. They I don't hate understand. That. I hate that. Yeah. But it's that that's what I thought before I understood, before I was educated, right? So hundred percent what yeah. I thought too. So we uh, just have to keep educating, that's all. Kathleen's jumping right on this. So Kathleen wants to say something, but now she doesn't want to say something. Oh, oh she her finger slipped, maybe. Maybe her finger slipped. She <laughs> wanted to say something. But, yeah, uh, changed her mind. Anyways, let's not get too far into that. No, I want to go far. No, <laughs> stop it. Anyways, we'll be talking about that tomorrow. So uh, tune in live for both of those 
uh, at 6 a.m. on Podbean. Um, Good morning, Josh. Early bird does get the worm. <clears throat> Heck yeah. <laughs> oh, her finger slipped. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, everyone else that tuned in. Uh, Saturday, another exciting day. Um, we got their flip door. Yes, yes. Um, Calvin Realty, uh, Calvin Hexter, is putting on uh, his third flip tour in Edmonton. Flip tour um, 3.0. <clears throat> that thing, um, it filled up in yeah, like a day. Fast. Yeah. Had a few people reaching out to me yesterday after I posted on it. Um, and uh, sorry. Too late. Filled 60 spots like like that. Yeah. Full. Um, but... Uh, I was thinking about it this morning. I, I think that we'll still maybe hold another open house in the near future um, within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, when... well, we're not going to be done. Um, I flip <clears throat> this weekend. Right. So, yeah, I think once it's all finished and ready to go. Oh, I didn't mention we're going to be we're going to be hosting um, um, one two of, of our, the stops, two of our properties. Yeah. Um, so there's five stops on this flip tour and we're actually going to be hosting two of the stops. Yeah. Um, so one property that we, um, is pending right now has a pending offer. Um, it's just about sold and another one, which is about two weeks away from completion. So, uh, when is, when are, when's condition removal? Um, I don't know. Is it Friday? When did they write the offer? Yes. The 26th. This week? Yeah. Two days. Yeah. Our buyers are, uh, just waiting on the final confirmation on financing. But uh, inspections went really good, and that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, some good stories for both those properties. I, I like the way that uh, Calvin's got this um, set up, where each property is going to have a bit of a story. He named the stops. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, it's it's pretty cool. Um, it's it's a great networking event. I mean, sixty different investors. Yeah. Split into thirty, you know, groups of thirty. Um, and then they got a really cool after party as well. Yeah. Super cool. So I'm not gonna. Spoil all of it. Sorry if you missed out. <clears throat> yeah, that sucks. But <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's that's it's going on Saturday. Um, I read an article, um, recently. Uh, it was actually Global News, and there's always articles like this. So I mean, um, but this one was quite interesting. I think this is from uh, oh, about one month ago, October twenty seventh, just about one month ago, um that the Bank of Canada, and this is when the Bank of Canada announced that it's keeping the interest rate on hold for right now. So um, Bank of Canada is holding its key interest rate at 0.25%, uh, where it's been since March of 2020. Hasn't been a whole heck of a lot of changes um, since the beginning of the pandemic. But uh, there's details now that from certain analysts are saying that the interest rates are likely to start climbing higher sooner and faster than previously expected. So I think most of the experts were thinking that the interest rates were going to start normalizing late 2022. Um, but they're revising the forecast thinking that um, it actually might be starting to rise around April or June. Spring. And spring, which, you know, we all saw coming. Um, had to had to normalize eventually. Yeah, we've had ridiculously low interest rates for just about two years. Yeah, ridiculously low for the past couple of years for sure, but also also historically low for the past five to ten years. Yeah, like they've been low 
under 3% for a long time. Yeah. Um, I think that what's the highest interest rate that we've ever gotten? Like I think 3.25 or something. Just a pinch, un- no, a pinch under 4%. 3.79. Like what, our first house, I think, was yeah. a pinch under 4%. Yeah. Um, and that was homeowner interest rate. So, you know, investment uh, property interest rate. I'm not 100% sure at that particular time, but normally it's a little yeah. bit higher right. than homeowner rates. But uh, it sounds like this is actually all stemming from uh, inflation. Um, because of, there's lot there's lots of speculation about uh, inflation going up. Um, they're hinting that the interest rate increase will reduce um, the amount of home purchases, which which kind of slows down inflation a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody's buying, 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 buying right now, mm-hmm. and that's gonna hopefully normalize it. I, I, I'm not an expert on that stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm no economist, uh, but. Uh, but that's that's what this article is talking all about. You can go to globalnews.ca and, and read up on that. Um, yeah, raising interest rates make it more expensive to borrow and typically cools off economic activity and price increases, which helps tame inflation. Uh, the sooner than expected rate increases, analysts now expect some t- increases. Analysts now expect sometime around the middle of next year would influence the cost of loans and credit with variable interest rates, such as variable rate mortgages and most lines of credit. But another type of interest with implications for mortgages has already begun to rise and could continue to do so after um, the Bank of Canada's announcement uh, about a month ago. Um, that's the yield of interest. Okay, this is all boring stuff. I don't know. Is anyone following along? <laughs> that's about I, I where I read to. <laughs> oh, so how does that affect us? Lots of ways. What happens when interest rates go up? Well, I know. Well, hopefully, and I think in the ideal situation is that we can see this coming. We can see what's happening. We can see that there might be um, some level of a boom here in Alberta. Like we can see all of the different things happening. So is it time that we try to start squeaking up our rents? Because if the rent, if, if inflation happens and interest rates go up and all this stuff happens and our rents don't go up, that's when we get into trouble right Mm -hmm. that's when our cash flow disappears and you know all those types of things yeah so if we can see it happening and we can collectively start to um start getting those rents up that would be (laughs) i mean hopefully yes how how do rents increase by people being willing to pay them. <laughs> <laughs> we, we increase them and then people are willing yeah. to pay it. <laughs> demand, demand for sure. Um, and then just sometimes just, you know, the market is the market. You know, you increase rents, enough people do it, then yeah. uh, they increase. Thank God we we are investing in such an amazing province like Alberta because I know some people in Ontario are cocking their heads right now. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have rent controls. <laughs> um Alberta is pretty, pretty darn fantastic for that. Um, interest rates start going up and that means that it won't happen overnight because a lot of you are locked in. Mm-hmm. A lot of you are locked in with five-year fixed terms. So, you know, an interest rate goes up in, in April, May or June, it's not going to be that big of a deal. Um, you're not going to see any effects until, you know, when your next mortgage term comes up for renewal in a few years. Um, and, I, I have to I have to start off by saying this. Um, when they raise interest rates, and this is this is my general knowledge, I'm not an expert, 
but generally and historically, they only raise them 0.25 to 0.5 at a time, mm-hmm. max. And that's not, what, like quarterly? Ha, I think it's quarterly or, or, um, or every six months. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's quarterly. I, I'm, I'm, I had this conversation with the broker. It's been a long time since interest rates have moved. So it's hard to kind of like get back into the interest rates moving. <laughs> yeah. And if you're a broker or, um, if you, uh, if you, if you want to correct me, feel free to, but yeah. for my general knowledge, when I had the discussion a few years ago was that it's at no more than 0.25 to 0.5 every quarter. So if you can expect 0.25 every quarter, a, a steady increase, then that means you're only going to go up 1% every year. Okay, just to give you an idea. So if you're sitting around 2.5 right now, you might be at 3.5 in a year. You know, how high is it going to continue to go? It's it's so hard to say. Nobody knows. Yeah. I mean, the people that are writing this article, you know, talk to analysts who who study this for a living and they don't even know. So, but it's good to think ahead and be prepared mm-hmm. and be proactive. So what happens if it goes up 0.25 every quarter? Next year, well, you know, you can be looking at possibly three point five percent interest rate, and and when will you see the effects of that? Well, start looking at your mortgage statements. When am I up for renewal? Yeah, and I'm also going to point out: Are you in variable right now? <clears throat> yeah, I was going to say there's a couple things to look at here because lots of people. It depends on your investing strategy. <clears throat> are you hold? Do you have properties and you're holding them for twenty years and you're going to pay them off and they're going to be pure ca- cash flow eventually? Then lock in your rates. Oh, lock it in. But yeah. if you don't know what you're going to do with the property and and maybe you're switching gears on on how you're investing and stuff, then you want to stay variable because you want to be able Name to- some examples. Name some examples of why you'd want to stay variable. Um, Are you planning on burring? Are you planning on refinancing and pulling out some equity? Yeah. Um, yeah, if you're planning on doing any sort of- um, like even if you've you've had the property for 10 years you're going to keep holding it but you know that oh shoot we need to like do some major we need to replace the kitchen maybe uh like do some big renovations where you want to then access equity do you think that the market is going to go up oh, apologize do you think that the market is going to go up mm-hmm. in the next little while and if, if if you're planning on accessing some of that new equity um you want to get it you're going to want to keep it open because if you try and refinance that property or put a HELOC on it, whatever, um, you're going to be hit with some penalties. Yeah. If you're locked into a big five-year term, so, or you're going to have to wait until your uh, your term is up before you can access that. And I know a lot of people they like to access that equity, and that's what we're talking about tomorrow. So we'll kind of get into that a little bit further. Um, what about if you're doing rent owns? If you're doing rent owns right now, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's nice to have it on an open variable. Because again, you're trying to reduce the amount of penalties when you sell that property. Yeah, for um, sure. Unless it, unless all the stars are in alignment <clears> for <throat> the term ending and the uh, rent own tenant purchasing at the same time. But yeah, yeah. Uh, there's always a huge debate, and a lot of the big experts always say, "Oh, lately I'm going variable, variable. on all, all my yeah. properties. It's better to have a bunch of low interest rates, and then if it jumps up." You know, at least let's say I've got it locked in at 1.5 and it jumps up to 3%. Well, if it's six months at 1.5 and it's six months at 3%, then that means I average somewhere in and around 2.2 and I'm good with that. Yeah. Which, you know, is, is a different strategy. Yeah. At least at the very least, if it stays low for the next however longer, at least I, I have the benefit of being in at the low interest rate than locking in at one in the middle at 2.3 and just like, 
you know, playing it safe. Yeah. So some people, they like that. They like the rolling the dice on it. Yeah. But if you, if you are sitting variable and you know that you're holding it and you're not doing anything with the property anytime soon, then maybe now's the time to like, if, if it depends where you are, um, Oh no, sorry. I, I mixed up where I was going with that. But yeah, if you're variable and you're not doing anything with it, then maybe now's the time to um, talk to to the bank or the broker about locking in on a yeah. fixed rate because they are still low right now. It's the lowest it's ever been, yeah. ever. And also, if you're coming towards the end of a fixed term, and maybe you're not quite there, maybe it's not renewal time because I think they, they do like six months before they send you early, early renewal. renewal paperwork, yeah. but maybe you're not quite there yet. Maybe you have a year left or whatever it may be. I'm, Still reach out and find out what the penalties I'm, will be. Because, penalties to end it a year, a year early and then to lock yeah, in. Yeah, to end a year early, what's the penalty? And maybe they'll waive it. You never know. Mm -hmm. But what's the penalty to, to end it early? And does that make up for... You know, may, if you waited the year and the interest rates are now a whole interest point higher, what are you saving there? Because then when you lock Over in for the years, next five yeah. years at an extra interest point, maybe you could have saved by locking in now. And Talk to a your mortgage broker. Yeah. Get creative because yeah. it, it will go up. Yeah. If everybody's talking about it, if these articles are coming out, if we're talking about it, if other investors are posting articles, then it's happening. It's not like all this buzz is going to happen and then it's just like, oh, nothing happened for another two years. No, it's happening. And this isn't financial advice and don't go up to your mortgage yeah. broker and said, Wayne and Gabby told me to go lock in on fixed. <laughs> no, no, it depends on you. Yeah. But I'm just telling you, you need to start having a look at, you know, things are going to start changing here in the next couple of years. Yeah. They're talking about, you know, the market changing in Alberta. Finally. Yeah. Huge demand for workers. Prices increasing in the market interest rates going up. Mm -hmm. They're talking about inflation. And you know what if if the prices go up and everything else rents are going up. It's like it's things are going to start changing here in the next little while. And you need to ha start having a few different plans. What if this happens? How is that going to affect my my investments? What if this happens? How is this going to affect my investments? Because for the last 10 years we've all been buying properties with this same investment strategy of we got great cash flow, the market doesn't move very much here. We got great tenant profile, we got low vacancies, it's great, it's simple. <clears throat> now we're about to take that uh this whole market and start shaking it up a little bit and see what happens. See what you know. So you got to start thinking about what's gonna happen it once we start shaking it up and things start moving around. Mm -hmm. Um I want to talk about interest rates and how they're gonna affect our mortgage payments. Okay. Okay, so, um, you know, you got into real estate investing a year ago, two years ago, five years ago. You know, your your realty team sent you this this nice little performa about Edmonton or Calgary or or wherever, <clears throat> or whatever city or whatever province you're investing in, and um, you looked at it and you're like, oh wow, yeah, like, you know, based on those payments, this thing is a good cash flow uh, um, property and. And uh, I like it. I like it. Uh, the, the rents are nice and high. And then you you made all your decisions based off that performa, which, by the way, I'm not going to get too far into it. But some of those performers are, you know, everybody everybody puts the numbers in a little bit differently to make things work. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. But, um, you know, you did it regardless. And, and you bought this property. You liked it. But now that was based off of the mortgage payments based off of the interest rates at that particular time. Now I want to ask you if you're planning on keeping this property for 10 years, because 
buy and holds are long-term buy and holds. You know, you told your joint venture partner in that joint venture agreement that you're going to be renting this property out for minimum 10 years. We're going to be partner for minimum 10 years. And in three years from now or two years from now or five, whatever, whenever your mortgage term comes up for renewal, now your interest rate's going up. And when your interest rate goes up, that means your mortgage payment's going to go up. Okay. So let's just play a little game here. And, um, you know, you've locked in at 2.5%. And in five years, when you come up for renewal, let's say your interest rate's 5%. How is that going to affect your mortgage payment? <clears throat> Have you ran this? Do you know? Of course I run the numbers. <laughs> That's what I do. I run more. <laughs> Wayne gets so mad at me when I pull up a random mortgage calculator and he's like, why are you using that one? You know that it's this one that we use. <laughs> I got I got this shitty amortization um, schedule mortgage calculator they use. Um, and I love it because I can <laughs> when I I can plug in numbers, I can plug in extra uh, mortgage payments at specific times. So if I made an extra hundred dollars a month for the next five years, how is that going to affect how much interest I pay? How is mm -hmm. it going to affect my payments? Mm -hmm. um, I love running those different calculations and I love seeing, I want to know uh, if I bought a mortgage in April of 2022, I want to know how much interest I paid, you know, by a May of 2024, or what my balance is going to be. I love just going down the, the schedule and just seeing um, where I'd be at. It helps me make decisions. It helps me know my profits um, and I highly recommend finding something like that for yourself and just run in those numbers, change the interest rate. What if interest rates went up to this? How is that going to affect my, uh, my bottom line? How is that going to affect my payments? Anyways, back to my example, 2.5% today, and it's 5% in five years when you come up for renewal. And you can't argue that by the way, the bank's just going to send you a letter like they always do in the mail and says, yeah. here, here's your new offer for your new renewal. Yeah. You don't and have it's to be in line pretty much with all the other banks. <clears throat> and, and, and you can't really dispute it very much because like Abby said, it's going to be right in line with everybody else. And that's the new norm. And, uh, and sign here or email us to, to accept this offer. And you're thinking like, hur, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to take my business elsewhere. I'm going to find a lower rate. And so you go and you try and call the other banks and see if they'll do it lower. And maybe you might, shave off 0.5%. So 4.95, um, 4.5, whatever. I don't know. I mean, it's not really going to change it very much. You know, you've, you've made your whole investment strategy based off this low interest rate. And now, now you, you gotta, you gotta change. So, um, let's say for example, and I, and I wrote this number down yesterday, but now I can't remember what it was. I think a mortgage of 300,000. No, it was a mortgage of 320,000. So we're talking about your, your, your favorite, um, suited home in Edmonton. Um, you know, you bought it for 400,000 and, and again, forgive me. I, I ran these numbers yesterday. I can't remember exactly, but if you bought a, a house for 400,000, you put 20% down. So you got a $320,000 mortgage. Um, your, your payment at 2.5% would be about 1400 bucks a month. Okay. Okay. Sounds right. Does that sound about right? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's great. That's awesome. With your $250 of property taxes and your $150 of insurance, grand total of $1,700 or $1,800 a month in expenses, $1,800 a month, 30-year amortization. Yes, Ambrose, 30-year amortization. Okay. So you got $1,800 a month. And, and what's that bringing in for, for rents? You got $1,400 upstairs. 
You got about $1,100 downstairs. You got $200 for garage, $2,700, not including, you know, the little bit of cash flow from from it's utilities. Right. So $2,700, take away $1,800, you got a nice $900 cash flow on property. Less whatever, you know, yeah. percentages you set aside, yeah. maintenance and property management. That's pretty decent. Now, a lot of people in Ontario and BC are like, damn, <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. And in five years, when your renewal comes up, uh, your mortgage payment is going to change to $1,900 from 14. Okay. Roughly. So now you got 1,900 plus 250 plus 150 is 2,300 with your rent at 2,700. Your cash flow just went down 500 bucks. Yeah. And if you were not self-managing and you're not putting aside money for, uh, or you were putting aside money for maintenance and vacancies, you're now break even, (laughs) maybe. Yep. Yep. And that's on one of those sweet, gorgeous, sweeted houses in Edmonton with those great rents and that great price point, great cash flow. I am not here to scare people today. I am not telling you to get out of real estate. I'm not telling you sell now before these interest rates start going up because people made a lot of money when interest rates were at this. this yeah, rate. I was going to say people have been investing forever 20, 30 <laughs> years, and they were, you know, doing all right when the interest rates were 7%. Yeah. And a lot of cases, rents will follow. Yeah. Okay. Rents will follow. But if they don't, or maybe if they take their time, yeah. Maybe. It happens real quickly and rents don't have an opportunity to start leveling out. The demand isn't there. You can't just cry that, oh man, interest rates have gone up and I can't cover my payments anymore and um, and the tenants aren't willing to pay more for rent. Well, the market is the market. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. This is, there's plenty of other markets in, 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 in Canada. They're going to be looking at you and laughing. You're like, <laughs> I've been dealing with that for 20 years. Yeah. Screw you, Alberta. Right. But you got to start thinking about stuff like this. What if, what if that happens? Have you made decisions? Are you making decisions for today? Or are you making decisions for what could happen in the future? You got to be proactive. It's a business. Indeed. I gave the example of a sweeted house, which is just that yeah, super gorgeous investment property type that everyone loves because it's nice. It's great rents. Great tenants, great cash flow. What if you bought a single family house? I wish I had a mortgage calculator available. You know, I kind of do. Ignore my clicks. Sorry, people. Click, what click, kind click. of single family house? Click, 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 click. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with this. Uh, okay, I'm gonna paint you a picture now. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a sweet ready. zero lot line, three hundred thousand dollar single family home, three bedrooms, two and a half baths detached garage, $300,000. And uh, you're going to put $60,000 down. Okay. You got a $240,000 mortgage, making a mortgage payment of, down for me, okay. $950. Who likes this sexy math talk in the morning? <laughs> I love this stuff. I love going, nothing I love more than waking up and playing with a mortgage cock there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 300000 20% down. You got a mortgage of 240000 at 2.5% interest rate. You have a monthly payment of nine fifty. Run me through those uh, property taxes. $200 for property taxes, right? Approximately. 
<laughs> sure. One hundred dollars for insurance. I don't like numbers at six in the morning. Just okay. so you know. <laughs> Nine fifty plus two hundred plus one hundred. Twelve fifty. Okay. Market rent. Seventeen hundred. Yeah, I was gonna say sixteen, seventeen. Four hundred and fifty dollars cash flow. Not bad. Not bad. Okay. Now interest rates are gonna go up to five percent. Now your mortgage payment is twelve eighty eight. Plus three hundred. Fifteen eighty-eight. Your four fifty of cash flow went down to one hundred and twelve. Again, not, not, not trying to scare you. Don't worry. I'm not the boogeyman. <laughs> I'm just want people to have a realization this morning. I want you to start thinking about what would happen. You got a little bit of time. You've got some time to let this all soak in. To think about, okay, what, what am I doing? What if that happens? Yeah. Are you wanting to sell your property? Are you wanting to lock in on interest rates? Are you wanting to, are you okay with it? You're like, yeah, bring it on. I got this. I self-manage. I, I only put 2% aside and and I've got a nice healthy reserve fund, I'm cool with it. I'm willing to take that risk. You know, if you, that's, that's cool. I just want you to know what's ahead so that you can plan properly. Investing is all about risk. And, and however much risk you want to take is entirely up to you. If you've got a break-even cash flow property right now and your cash flow could potentially reduce by $300 on that single family home, in five years, I want you to know because if you've got a few of those, let's say you got four of those break-even cash flows, and suddenly your rents drop by three hundred dollars on each of them. Sorry, your 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 payments, your cash flow drops by three hundred dollars on each of them. Just know that there is the potential you could be floating it by twelve hundred dollars every month. Can you do that? If not, let's start making a plan. Yeah, let's figure it out. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to. You know what happens? Shit like that happens, and then people get desperate. Yeah. Everybody's got an Uncle Larry with one of these stories. Everybody's got an Uncle Larry who everything was going great until the damn Bank of Canada raised the interest rates overnight, and I went to renew, and my interest rates were 5%, and the rents, I tried increasing my rents, but didn't work out. Goddamn real estate, never do it again. I was negative 1200 bucks a month and I had to sell all my properties and they were all worth $10,000 less than what I paid for them. And he sold it at the wrong time because he had to, because he couldn't continue to float it anymore. And he hates real estate. Everybody's got an uncle Larry that talks about that. Don't be an uncle Larry. <laughs> okay. Things do happen. This is an investment and investment comes with risks. So just make sure you know your risks and plan ahead for them. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we actually have a bit of a warning, a heads up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're buying right now and your realtor team is sending you a performa, before you consider buying, buying, <laughs> wow, buying, Borrowing? <laughs> sure, both Money? of them. I think I was putting words together. 
maybe change those uh, interest rates in the performa. Mm-hmm. See how would it work if it was this interest rate? Yeah. Right. Because it's nice and low right now, but in five years, let's let's play around with numbers. What's three point five percent? What's four mm-hmm. percent? Right. That's where it was at around 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. So it's it's, it's not it's not outrageous. And we still have really good rents here in Alberta. I'm talking mostly for Alberta right now. Um, again, other people in Canada are all <laughs> chuckling and laughing. Um, but I, every, it seems like everywhere else in Canada is enjoying this, this amazing um, appreciation game where everyone's just getting rich overnight because they're, 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 their properties are doubling in value. But, um, you know, for us in Alberta, we've been, we've been sheltered. <laughs> we've been under a rock. We like our... We like our rock yeah. and it's been calm and quiet, but now things are going to start shaking up a little bit and we don't know where it's going to land. Yeah. Um, but start playing around with numbers a little bit on your mortgage calculator, on your performance. Um, hell, I'd, I'd even put, what if rents drop by a hundred bucks? Just, and, and, and that's, I'm not saying, oh, you know, look at it and be like, oh, it's a horrible time to buy. No, no, no. I want you to prepare. I want you to think ahead. I want you to to build your business accordingly. Um, really start auditing your performance. I think just generally, not even on this topic, I think that everyone should be looking at performance a little more closely because sometimes um, different realtors and investors, they will tend to fudge the numbers or, or mm-hmm. alter the numbers slightly to make it look better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Don't take it for, don't take it. Don't just look at the, the sheet and be like, oh, that looks good. Like ask for the backend version where you can go in and see the numbers that they put in. What percentages were they calculating for uh, vacancies and and maintenance and repairs? Uh, What did they put in for uh, property taxes? You can assume those are going to go up a bit. Yeah. What did they, you know what I mean? Like go actually ask those questions don't just look at it and and be like oh wow yeah um what are they putting for repairs and maintenance yeah because why people use different percentages and then ask why they put that percentage yeah if this is a brand new turnkey property yeah i mean you can keep that repairs and maintenance low, number yeah. nice and low if this is a property that's you know got a dated furnace and and you know roof was repaired or replaced seven or eight years ago hot water tank is five years old you gotta, you, you're planning, you know, in the next 10 years, you're gonna have to replace some things. Yeah. The windows are 10 years old. So, you know, in 10 years, you're gonna have to replace a bunch of this stuff. So you, you're gonna need a little more in the repairs and maintenance um, uh, category, you know, towards the reserve because you need to start allocating funds towards that. This is a brand new turnkey property with warranty. Eh, you don't have to as much. Um, vacancies. What are they putting for vacancies? Percentage. Yeah. 5%. Why 5%? How'd you come up with that number? I've told you guys on the show before, I use 8%. Why do I use 8%? 8 times 12 is 96%. That means at the end of the year, you should have accumulated at least one rental payment. 96% of one rental payment. Mm-hmm. Right? If you put away one rental payment every year and you assume that you have a tenant moving out at, at the end of every one-year lease... That, that you means can't get somebody in right away. And you yeah. can't get someone in right away. That means you have allocated one month to cover your expenses every year. So you never have to worry. And if someone stays and resigns, bonus. You just put away one extra rental payment in the reserve and you just made your reserve that much healthier. Mm-hmm. But I, I always wonder, why 4%? Why 5%? Why did you put that number? What's the significance of it? Is it just so that it low it, it increases the cash flow a little bit so it looks nicer? 
Yeah. Always, always, always yeah. ask questions on those performers, whether it's an investor that, you know, is sending it to you, if it's a realty team. Yeah. Realty. And are they considering the neighborhood as well? Like if you're buying in uh, a lesser neighborhood where it might be harder to find those quality tenants to get the rent that you're wanting to get, you might have higher vacancies. You might be vacant for two months looking for the right tenant. Mm-hmm. They are probably not taking that into consideration. Yeah. So know your neighborhoods too. I'm not saying all realtors are bad and investors are bad and they're just always trying to make numbers work, but I've seen enough performance to yeah. know that they are not all the same. And yeah. there's some no of them, standard way of running them. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. They're filling in the numbers themselves. And if it said it was $50 a month in cash flow, I'm fairly certain that you would not want to do that deal. And they know that. Yeah. Um, some of them don't put property management in it. Well, I ask, are you going to be doing the property management? Mm-hmm. Just totally fine. Yeah. Why you got to talk about numbers so early in the morning? Pump day. <laughs> I don't know how much farther I want to go into this. I just, I just, I just want shine a light on it. Yeah. I just wanted to shine a light on it. Yeah, and we've you've mentioned actually. I think you've referenced this article a few times in the past like week or two mm-hmm. because I've heard you say uh, on multiple occasions about the interest rates rising sooner than later. Yeah. Um. So it's obviously been on your mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a good thing to uh, get prepared for and to just know. You know, if you're preparing to buy a property, just know and keep that in mind. Um. If you're flipping properties, who cares? <laughs> yeah, well, that's short term. So yeah, it depends what deal. your strategy is and if this will impact you or not. Yeah, yeah. But Wayne, I would just like to say that I've really enjoyed the um, the various accents that you brought into uh, the show already this morning. Did I bring in lots of accents? Yeah, there voice? was like the "Come on, mom, and mess with me. Get your equity out." And then there was the um, bum, bum, bum. I'm not going to take your interest rate. I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> and then you know, I can't remember what the other one was about, but you got all like kind of like Texasy. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I, would... <laughs> I had a lot of dreams when I was a kid. One, one was to be a lawyer and one was to be an actor. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you loved Jim Carrey, right? Uh, yeah. And he was like the impression... Yeah. King. I spent a lot of time in the mirror. <laughs> um, one last, one last thing. Can I, one last thing? Yeah, of course. Just, there's one last thing. <laughs> uh, are you planning on living off your cash flow? Rot roll. Hopefully that wasn't too loud on the mic. Sorry, I shouldn't bang on the table. I'm not trying to scare people, but, you know, I just left... Wayne and Gabby's super cool, awesome real estate investing cabin retreat. Spent the whole weekend planning on my whole life. We got it all figured out. I'm going to get my cash flow. I'm going to buy this many properties. Quit my job. I'm going to quit my job in this many years. Great. I fucking support you. I love it. Let's do it. I'm here to support. I'll show you how to do it. I'm by your side. Just know if interest rates go up. And rents don't. And rents don't. You got to change your plan a little bit there. Also, always have multiple income streams. If you're quitting your job. Fucking no brainer right there. Yeah. If you're quitting your job, you're please do not solely rely on cash flow from real estate investing. Have something else going on, if not multiple things going on. Mm -hmm. 
never solely rely on cash flow from real estate. Why, Gab? Because it changes. Because interest rates go up. Rents go down much faster than interest rates go up. Yeah. Yeah. Economies crash. Thing like stuff happens. Service it's industry not, is completely Yeah. It implodes. It's not reliable. Always have multiple income streams. So don't make this your your end all. I'd love to talk about different income streams again. Um, you know, we had our little episode on side hustles. Side hustles, which side hustles bring in extra cash to kind of you know help you build up a saving. Bo- yeah, boost boost your income a little bit, yeah. top up your bank account, but it's not like business building. Any one of those side hustles could turn into a business, though, if you really try. Yeah, for sure. You know, if you just ten exit. Yeah. Um, I've always loved the idea of building a business within real estate. I think becoming a real estate expert, owning real estate investment properties, having cash flow is all great, but also building a business in and around the real estate investment. What do you mean by that, Wayne? Anything. Anything. We're talking about bin rentals yesterday. Ah, gotcha. Okay. So something that complements or supports the real estate investing world. Start a bin rental company for investors. High cost (laughs) to start up. Why? (laughs) Buying bins and trucks to transport. (laughs) Uh, You don't have a... You're not an entrepreneur, (laughs) Gabby. I don't have the entrepreneurial mind. Uh, uh, Maybe maybe home inspector. You know what I mean? Maybe you want to get out of, you know, being stocking shelves or whichever, you know, pulling wire. Maybe you become a home inspector. Mm -hmm. Right? And... Great source for content for raising uh, joint venture capital. Yep. Yeah, I'm at this property. Always be looking for this and this and this and this. This guy knows what he's talking about. This girl knows what she's talking about. Yeah. I'm going to invest with her because she knows how to find all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. She can see a, a certain type of foundation crack and she knows exactly what type of foundation crack it is. When everybody else is scared of it, she knows exactly what to do and how much it's going to cost. That's why I want to invest with her because opportunities you know, are completely following her. Maybe become a realtor. Yeah. I was going to say so many people when they're like, how can I be in the business? So many people turn to becoming a realtor or a mortgage broker. Mm-hmm. And it takes a very specific type of person to be one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to you gotta really look into that before you take the plunge. Maybe you create a business as a general contractor or as a consultant mm-hmm. um, for renovations. Yeah. Again, becoming an expert is a great way to raise capital. Definitely. Right. And that's just a couple examples. Yeah. I have tons of examples. I'm just not giving them all away. <laughs> and I know I know a few people that I'm mentoring that have some great ideas too, and I don't want to ruin them for them. <laughs> but, you know, build a business around real estate and it, it gives you great content, right? It, it increases your, your influence as an, as an expert. Not to mention you're in it all day and it's what you love doing anyways. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we created businesses in, in real estate. Right, we have an amazing rent-to-own business, so we're not just you know buying investment properties as rentals. We also help families in. Lots of cool stuff you can do. Yeah. Lots of cool stuff you can do. Um, but uh, back to the topic of, are you planning on living off cash flow? Just know that rents go down just as quickly as interest rates go up, and suddenly your your margins are affected. Okay, so if you're planning on a thousand dollars of cash flow off every property, I'm going to buy ten properties, ten thousand dollars a month in cash flow. Yes, I'm done. Just just 
run the numbers just in case interest rates go up in five years because it last it could last for five years. You buy all ten properties this year, and in five years, your interest rates go up to five percent. It can happen. And then maybe the next five years they go down a bit. <laughs> but just just plan. Just have a second um, source of funds coming in and a second second income source just to make sure you're okay. I I, I just don't want to see people fail. Again, this, I don't want this to be what prevents you from taking action. I want you to be proactive. To think about it on your drive into work today or on your drive home. Call your spouse. Have a conversation about it. What if this does happen? Do we have this or what can we do about this? Come up with some ideas. Get creative. Ideas. Get those ideas flowing today. That's what I want. I want people to get creative. I want you to think about different ways to do it. Hey, here's a great one. If prices are going up and interest rates are going up, is it a good time for rent own? Gabby? Are you asking me because my mind was somewhere else? Well, they can't answer you, but... back. <laughs> You're the only one here. Sorry. <laughs> is it a good time for rent own? If... What type of market is best for rent own? Rising markets. Rising markets, yeah. Also, why, Wayne? Kathleen says, best time for rent own. <laughs> Kathleen knows what it's all about. Why? Kathleen was listening. Well, because the interest rates are going up, it's going to be a little more difficult for people to get mortgages, right? Mm -hmm. They need a little bit of time, mm -hmm. okay? And that's not credit issues. That's just because, hey, interest rates have gone up. Yeah. And Qualifying, yeah. Or people want to lock in on a good price today. Right. They see that there's potential um, equity at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas we've been in a Instead flat to negative of, market for yeah. 10 years, it hasn't been the greatest market for rent home because um, we're not, there's not a whole lot Very of- Very little appreciation to be able to add on. Mm-hmm. So you may as well just rent as an and investor. Then, and then the rent to own buyer starts questioning, well, um, you know, like that's way too much. Why are you selling a $400,000 house down. for 450 in three years? Yeah. The, the pricing has been going down, not up. How can you justify that? <clears throat> A lot harder sell. Not an easy pitch. Yeah. But uh, considering, you know, everyone that we, you know, that came on the show here, you know, a week or two ago, we were talking about the boom in Alberta and the potentials for it. If every, if you believe that, then now would be a great time to be start maybe advertising to tenant buyers. Maybe you're writing a blog. If you're experienced and you've taken a rental on course. Yes. <laughs> Again. Education, you guys. That's a fucking no brainer. Not necessarily. <laughs> we see people doing it all the time. Uh, yes, but we've told you now. So if you do it anyways, then you're just ignorant. Yes. You got to take a rent home. You got to take a course in anything. Whatever you decide to do. Take one course. Get educated. <laughs> just take one course. That's all you got to do. I'm going to become a rent own expert. Take one rent own course. Shoot us an email. I'll tell you which one to take. I won't say it on the air. They're not paying me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, if you want to get into agreement for sales, okay, take one course. Message me off air. If you want to get into multifamily, take one course. Stop taking 10 different courses. That's a completely different topic on focus. But um, I think rent owners are a terrific time. If that's what you believe, if that's what you believe that the market is going to go up and interest rates are going to go up, we are looking at an amazing time for rent own to get into it now. Start planning. Start building your website. Start building your tenant buyer list. Start writing a blog for, um, you know, people who want to get into home ownership. Mm -hmm. Start a YouTube channel 
do something. Yeah. Um, Wayne, it's funny you just said, sorry, I'm going to switch topics here. Go for it. But it's funny you just said that I'm not going to mention their name. They're not paying me. But as you know, Wayne and I shout people out all the time and like companies and different people we've used and that sort of thing. And it's funny how many of them are coming back and being like, I am busier than I've ever been. Actually, we almost weren't able to get our electrician in yesterday because he's so busy. He's like, he squeezed us in because we're a good client. Mm -hmm. But um, he was like, yeah, um, he he mentioned a name of somebody that I think uh, Wayne must have sent to him. And so it's like, do we keep saying these people's names and helping them build their businesses because we're getting shut out here? And yeah. that's what happened also with uh, one of our handymen. Yeah. Um, they got a lot of clients because we kept shouting them out and then we got pushed out. <laughs> yeah. They went on to bigger, better things. And so it's like, yeah, do, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I think Derek, we should stop. <laughs> Derek, our electrician, I'm going to shout him out because he, he, he's he, pro he'll probably listen to this. He said he's been listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Prestige Worldwide <laughs> is his company. <laughs> I swear to God. And what's I, the tagline? Uh, don't worry about it. Everybody knows. <laughs> Everybody knows Prestige Worldwide. No, least, I'm not saying guy. what's. I'm not saying what's the movie tagline. I'm asking what's his tagline. It's like know. something, um, something in Ohms instead of. Um, I've never. Is it, I sent it to you. No, I've never read it. Oh, now you got to send it to me. That, know, send it to me again because it's hilarious. Anyways, we're looking for an electrician, <laughs> and someone, someone in the comments put Prestige Worldwide, and I'm like, what the fuck. <laughs> That's so awesome. And then he hired him. Yeah. <laughs> Derek, if you're listening, I, I, I... Volts and ohms. Volts and ohms. Oh, my God. That's good. That's good. Great electrician. Great yeah. dude. Um, <laughs> too funny. Oh, well, we scared people, but I... I Gab, can you, can you leave this, you know, can you... Can you Tidy all this big mess. I just well, I don't up. know. Maybe scared people and it'll separate the action takers from the people who needed an excuse to quit. Ooh. Hey, if you're looking for an excuse to quit, go quit. Ooh. <laughs> if you're in it. To make, Gabby's, we're mining for gold. To, to build your to build your wealth and have an amazing life, then don't see this as a deterrent. See it as a getting smart and getting creative and making sure that you're building a solid business, not a one that you're just like making decisions off the seat of your pants. Be proactive, not reactive. That's yeah. how I live my life. Always proactive, never reactive. Yeah, definitely. If anyone wants out. Give me a shout. <laughs> There's Ambrose's tagline. <laughs> if anyone wants out, give me a shout. <laughs> shoot or I shoot. Love it. I love it, buddy. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I just I want everyone to to go in with an um you know with the right facts, and I want everyone to get creative and think about what could potentially be common. Um, what do you got, Kev? In what context, Wayne? I don't. <laughs> I did just want to say because this is something that I talked about with you yesterday, is that after our Monday show. Oh, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. On Monday, we talked about uh, mindset, how you show up, your attitude. Um, basically that your attitude equals success. Like if you show up and you're the positive guy and, you know, walk into the room and everybody lights up, then you're going to have opportunities coming your way. Yes, and basically that was the, that was the basis of the show more or less. Yep. And after that show, I mean, like you guys message Wayne 
you know, time to time being like, oh, this is awesome. Thank you for having that guest on. Or I really loved what you guys talked about. And sometimes mm -hmm. Wayne tells me, sometimes he doesn't. Um, but I got so many messages after that show. I don't know if you did, Wayne, but I did, yeah. which was great of people thanking for thanking us for talking about that topic and about how it impacted their day. And there are some posts on social media and um, yeah, and comments about how after the show, everybody was buying each other coffees mm -hmm. and how everybody just had such a great day because they just changed their attitude and their mindset going into the day. And that just lights me up like that fired me up and I like I mean on I, I think I had a good day on Monday I can't remember to be honest I love seeing all the comments but yesterday I was having a good day mm -hmm. and it's funny I was as I like Wayne was at the renovation I wasn't planning on going into the city with him it was like a very last minute decision like I literally walked in from walking the dog and and was like we gotta go and Wayne's like and you're coming and so basically like changed my shoes and headed out the door so I made the best of it I had some errands to run and had to go order carpet and some different stuff I picked up coffee and lunch for for the crew and whatnot but it's interesting the different conversations that I had in the different stores and I was walking into them with this topic in mind and about how your attitude is really how your business is perceived yeah and so like I went into I'm not I okay so I went into a few different carpet stores I'm not going to name them but I walked into one they're not of them paying us. yeah they're not paying us <laughs> I walked into one of them and there's like this old guy and um he's walking towards me and and made eye contact he's going to come and help me and um and he's like uh good, mo good morning how's it like how's it going or something along those lines and I was like um great and yourself and he's like oh I haven't decided yet and I thought that it, he was just like going to make a joke about it yeah. because he's just like that old guy, like, oh, I haven't decided yet. And then I for sure thought a joke was coming. But no, then he just stared at me. And and I was like, OK, so I'm looking for some carpet. And I was like, OK, that's and that just like set the tone for it. And then he's like, oh, go talk to that lady over there. And I was like, OK. And I was like, bad bad perception great start bud. great yeah. start <laughs> great start and then i walked into another one and it was more of like your standard um just like welcome how like how's it going and then, great yourself good thank you what how can i help you and i was like okay that's pretty normal right your normal kind of what you'd expect walking into a business mm -hmm. how can i help you and yada yada and then okay so those were like the carpet store um, and by the way, I ended up buying from the one that said, how can I help you? And was pleasant. Yeah. She yeah. wasn't over the top, but she was very pleasant. <clears throat> um, and then we mentioned the Starbucks example yeah. the other day and how they're just like, they must've changed their training and their guidelines for like customer interaction because they are like over the top. It's crazy. Yeah. Like at the drive through like, good morning, how is your day going? And they wait for like the answer on how your day is. And they have like a little conversation with you before they even take your order. Yeah. And then very chatty at the window and stuff like just over the top nice. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so I went into I went through the drive through to pick up coffee for everybody for the crew. And yeah, she was just like, um, asked how when I got up to the window, she's like, yes, how's your day going today? And I was like, pretty darn good. Because and the pipe the, you were telling me the pike place or something like that, they needed to make some coffee. So you just had, yeah, had so, some downtime for some chit chat. Yeah, they they were out of um, their their regular drip coffee, and they had to make more. So I was waiting there for a bit and there's a lineup building behind me. I felt pretty bad about it. 
And um, yeah, so she just like started chatting with me while we were waiting. She's like, how's your day going so far? And I was like, pretty darn good. And yourself, like we, I had literally just sealed up a mortgage approval. So I was like, fuck yeah, oh, yeah. I'm feeling good. And I was like, yeah, pretty darn good in yourself. And she's like, pretty darn good also. And I was like, that's fantastic. And she's like, yeah. And just like the energy after just asking how the day was and me saying pretty darn good and her saying pretty darn good, mm -hmm. the energy was like lifted. And then so she's like, so uh, why is your day pretty darn good so far? And I was like, it's just a great day to be alive. And she's like, yeah. And then like the other girl behind her like started smiling. And she and then she's the other girl came over and piped in and she's like, so, yeah, the, the drip is out. It's going to probably take five minutes. She's like, can I make you some Americanos instead? And then so she like kind of got in on the conversation. <laughs> and um, yeah. And then so we just like kept talking and the energy was high. And then I'm like, actually, you know what? And she's like, what? And I'm like, can I buy the person behind me's coffee? We've been waiting here for a while. And she's like, really? And I was like, yeah. And so it's just like the flow of the energy that came from. I like I literally yeah. had Wayne in my head when she asked me how Aww. my day was. And so me being like pretty darn good in yourself just like changed everything. Yeah. Like even I could see it was chaos inside of there. There was like eight people running around in the like little backspace making coffees and yeah. getting the orders together. Like they they were hustling, probably not having the best of days. Yeah. Um, but it just changed from that one question of how's your day going? And it's, I love that. It's crazy. And yeah. And then she's and she was like blown away that I spent 15 bucks on the person's order behind me. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah. So she, she's like, can I ask why, like why you did that? And I was like, well, I'm having a pretty darn good day. I hope that if they're not, that they're going to now. Yeah. And she's like, yes, I love that. Like, it was just like this awesome conversation. And then I left with a huge smile on my face, made me feel good. So therefore my day's even better now. I hope it made them feel yep. good. I hope that they paid it forward and paid for the person behind them and they're feeling good. We all know. And like, and then, and it also stemmed from, so we talked about it on a show. You guys went to social media and were commenting and sharing about it, which, so we had the impact on you. You gave the impact back to us. I went into my next day buying people coffee. You bought people coffee. How many people's lives did we impact from that conversation? Yeah. Probably a shitload. Yeah. So you guys. Your attitude is how your business is perceived. It's how people feel after they interact with you. Mm -hmm. Be the person that people want to talk to and that people leave feeling good and they're going to want to do business with you. 100%. And they're going to spread however you made them feel to the next person and you're going to have a trickle effect on the whole goddamn world. 100. One person at a time. Sing it, sister. One person at a time. I want to end it right there, but I have my own story. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right and i and i and i threw in their hashtag uh, dbad don't be a dick don't be a dick <laughs> and it's like it's it's easy to think that just like um uh and you know just it's it, your your bad energy is just going to be left at the tim hortons window or the starbucks window or the the five cars behind you because you had to get three extra pumps of maple syrup um <laughs> you know what i mean like and everyone's like oh, beep, beep, beep. come on we gotta get yeah. to work i you know what i mean it's I can I can understand that like uh, that'll never affect me. But if you think about that positive impact that you are having, and say in that working room, or at work, you know what I mean. Just if you do that every day, you just keep forcing it, forcing it, forcing it. That 
this is not going to be a negative place. I'm going to walk in here every morning. I'm going to be happy. And then eventually, if you keep forcing it, the people will change around you. It'll start affecting <laughs> your environment around you. If your fucking work environment is garbage, we talked about this before. One option is just to leave. Another yeah. option is to try and change it yourself. Yeah. Right? Don't give in to that horrible negative influence that they're feeding you. Start feeding your own positive influence in there. Yeah. Right? It will change. And it'll make things a lot easier for you. And I swear, you can be so much more creative and effective and productive when you're in a good state than when you're in a bad state. Yeah. You don't, like when you're in a bad state and you're dreading going to work or you get to work and someone's complaining about this or that or other, whatever, Trudeau or Bank of Canada interest rates, rents are going up. You know what I mean? It's not going to, it's not going to inspire you to be your best. So you want to be in the best possible state every single day. So start it off right and and force it down everyone's goddamn throats. <laughs> I went into Tim Hortons on Monday morning after that exact same feeling. I'm like, fuck oh, yeah, Wayne's back. Um, you know what I mean? I, and I, I, you know, get to the Tim Hortons window or Starbucks window. See, that's the problem. I went to Tim Hortons instead of Starbucks. Big fucking difference. Yeah, Tim Hortons, they hate their Big lives. Big difference. <laughs> they hate their lives. I went in there and the only reason I went to Tim Hortons because I was buying the crew coffee because I was going in. And they drink Tim Hortons. And I already have my coffee, so I'm good. I'm like, okay, it's around the corner. I go to Tim Hortons. Like, good morning, how's it going? And I was like, excuse me, I can't hear you. What do you want? I said, uh, uh, black coffee and um, another coffee with uh, two cream, one sugar. Excuse me? Nothing. I'm like, okay, guess I'm going to the window. I get to the window and she's got a little scan card thing out for some sort of a promotional Tim Hortons card. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm like, uh, I've got a MasterCard. She changes the, the the thing that she hands to me and she hands me the MasterCard, the card reader. And I said, how are you doing today? And then she put her finger up and she's talking to the previous person or the person behind me in, in, the, in, the, in the line. I'm like, oh, okay. And then she hands me my coffees and she's not even looking at me. Sorry, can I get a, would it be possible if I can get a tray? She looks at me and then goes and grabs this tray and hands me the coffees. And then I just kind of waited for a second. I looked at her. I'm like, is she going to say goodbye or anything else? Anything? Nothing. And I looked her straight in the eyes and I said, you know what? You have yourself a great day. (laughs) I smiled at her with this like creepy smile. I'm like, fuck you, bitch. Whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fuck you, bitch. You know what she just did there right there? She just ruined Rude. my day. If I yeah. hadn't already came in there with a better attitude, she would have ruined my day. Yeah. My whole day ahead of me. It would have been ruined because of her. Yeah. Fuck you. That's the impact that people can have, especially if you're in the service industry. That is the impact you are having on people every goddamn morning. They're coming to you for their warm coffee. That's the one yeah. thing they're looking forward to. And you to. can change, and they can change people's day in the drive through like Starbucks does. Huge. <laughs> yeah. Starbucks is on to something, you guys. They are definitely on to something. So we're boycotting Tim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. Seriously, though. I mean, there are but some, there are it some makes good you not want to go back. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. Oh, God. Just every, t- I, I cringe every time I think about going in a Tim Hortons drive through. My God. Yeah. No offense. Which just, it's just, 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 I don't know. Tell me I'm wrong. Go change Tell somebody me. else's day, you guys. Yeah. So start shoving it down their throats too. And then you know what? It's go back and cheer her up, Tony. She says. tried. I, <laughs> I was definitely she tried, trying. Asked her how she was doing. Um, her day was you know going. what? I'm just going to avoid it. If that's, <laughs> you know, if you can't change it, then just avoid it. And um, yeah, not going to, not going to steal my sparkle, lady. 
All right. Sounds See you guys right. tomorrow morning. We'll talk about uh, pulling the equity out of your homes. Um, yeah. Let's do it. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.